0: We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood?
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode, as you might expect, of the California Penal League Podcast. We are Chris, Fabs, and me, Steve. And today, we're talking, Do a little Bieber talk. We're doing a little Shane Bieber talk.
2: Oh, um, not Justin. I need to he throw can. out my notes.
1: <laughs> this is just super setting fire embarrassing, to giant guys. On screen there. Okay. I just um, listened.
2: I spent
0: all afternoon listening to Justin Bieber and his discography. That just sounds like a good afternoon. That's just a good afternoon. Baby, my
2: baby.
0: Yeah,
1: that just sounds like a good afternoon, my friend. So, good on you. I have egg on my face, so... Well, let's see if you got any thoughts about Shane Bieber. Make sure to come up with them now because that's really what this okay. episode's about. We are, uh, we're interested in talking about Shane Bieber because, to be honest, there's a lot of interesting stuff going around, and we're also a little worried about our our former Cy Young winner. Um, I will say this: the two, there's two reasons why I think we wanted to kind of talk about Bieber at, at length a little bit more, uh, than usual. One is that. At this point, it was like a couple weeks ago. There was a Jason Lloyd article. Uh, just and, earlier, about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Whenever the yeah. list comes out, call it two weeks, whatever. Um, the uh, the article wasn't it. It wasn't anything that like I would argue like diehard fans really kind of like <clears throat> didn't already know about like the situation and Shane Bieber. But the one tidbit that was very interesting that came out of that which you threw out in the notes there, Chris, um, was that when Blake Snell signed an extension with the Rays back in 2018, mm-hmm. um, they gave him what you have here is a five-year, $50 million extension, which essentially bought out all of his years of arbitration and a year of free agency after he won the Cy Young, I believe. Yep the rays of course traded him immediately and uh do not regret that trade based on his success or lack thereof
0: since yeah he really hasn't done much yeah it's been fine um yeah I guess. serviceable but the you know? rays probably got the best of him so yeah well yeah like after that best. world series run yeah
1: they they after the world series run that's right and then uh well they cuz they traded him in tw- after 2020 trying to remember who cares that's the the moral of the story is that (laughs) they the uh, guardians Indians at the time came to Bieber after he won the Cy Young and offered him an extension that according to Lloyd was like far exceeded the deal that Blake Snell got no one knows what those exact numbers are but the team offered him a pretty sizable extension similar time frame type of thing and he turned it down that was after he won the Cy Young. Second reason I wanted to talk about Bieber is because I'm starting to think not that like they not that it would have maybe prevented them from signing Jose Ramirez to the extension that he got. Possibly that would be the case. Um but I'm starting to wonder if the Guardians maybe dodged a bullet based on what I'm seeing from like well Bieber in terms of his like stat cast percentiles, his decreasing, ever decreasing velocity, and just like this like kind of sense of like not really sure what's going on. I mean his stats aren't like bad by any means and we'll get into it. But like I gotta wonder if the Guardians aren't wondering if like A, we don't think that we have our ace at the moment, and B, do we start thinking about trading him? So That kind of sets the table. That's kind of where we're at. There's a lot going on with Bieber, um, but I found it to be he's a compelling case to me because it's like, you know, I think I might be siding more on in the world of like, I think you might want to think about dealing him at this point. Um, But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll open it up to you guys a little bit.
0: There's a lot of moving pieces and parts. Fabs, I'll let you dive in and I'll elaborate after yeah. that, but I wanted to
2: get that in too. So I, I think, uh, again, I don't know what pact the Dolans made with whom, but things are starting to like definitely fall their way with the whole Shane Bieber's future on the team. Um, I, I think uh, this they have the opportunity to do this without fans getting really upset at all especially after the uh, the Jose extension, that bot, you know, that for those diehards, you, you have your guy, you have your best player on the team for the next seven years. And then the emergence of young guys like Quan, Owen Miller, uh, Jimenez, um, Fran Mills starting to turn things around. Um, so like offensively speaking, you know, things are looking good. And then it seems like every day people are just tweeting about, uh, Espino and just like Bieber can kick rocks. So, I think a lot of people in the fan base, with how good the front office has been at dev- one developing pitching, knowing when to pull the rip cord with Clevenger, um, with Kluber, with uh Trevor Bauer, uh, Carrasco, even though Carrasco's having a bounce back year this year, um, I, I think people knowing, you know, how pitching uh, extensions almost never work out when you throw big money at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think fans would really be all that upset because they'd probably think, we're going to get at least one guy, likely more when you look at you know the Clevenger trade, which we covered in a recent episode. Um, but with how good our front office is and with all these arms coming up that everyone is like super excited about, um, I-, I don't think it's the worst in the world. I love Bieber, you know, if they can work out a extension that is, you know, not crazy expensive and he turns turns things around, amazing, but you don't want to go too far where he, you know, ends the season, you know, 10 and 13 with a high ERA and his velocity just never gets there and then you're you're then 3 seasons removed eventually from that Cy Young year and again that Cy Young year it counts but also a 60-game season. So it's yeah. suddenly the value is starting to really dip. So I, I don't know. We might see it see it sooner rather than later if they're not going to have an extension.
0: That's all ties into what I wanted to say, too. And um, Fab, you touched on the one thing. <clears throat> I counted about 16 starting pitchers. Between Columbus and Lake County, so the top three levels that have some level of um, shine to their prospect status, I, I guess is the best way to still put it. Um, is obviously up there, um, but with that kind of pitching talent that is a year to two years away, you have to kind of start at least entertaining the idea of a Shane Bieber trade um because of the decrease in velocity and the um the fact that he still does have two years of control left via arbitration um i was looking at some projections cbs sports thinks he's going to make like $14 million dollars next year in 20 and 24. I know I've thrown out the idea of going after him and saying, here's, you know, let's buy out that first year of free agency. I'm still not closing the door on that, but he returns 27 in like two weeks of this recording at the end of May. Um, his agent is a scott boris disciple and scott boris loves letting his guys go to free agency. so who knows if this is even something that he would consider based on all of that based on the fact that he turned down the 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 better deal than you know schnell got the new this agent um You know, the fact that he would lose a year of free agency, but, you know, some kind of deal where he makes 13, 19, 23, so three years, 55 million. I would do that, but then you also have to think, okay, does that mean we don't, that maybe we lose out on Josh, on Josh Naylor extension? Mm -hmm. Um, That would concern me because I like Naylor as a piece moving forward. I like Fran Mill Reyes. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe even locking up a guy like Stephen Kwan after this year. Um, or some of these other guys like a Jimenez or an Owen Miller. Like, hey, you know, we've only seen you for a year, but we want to buy out some, some early free agent years. And those guys are young enough where that could like actually Miles matter. Treatment. Yeah, like yeah. the Miles Straw treatment, like um, the Class A, what they did with him, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Really kind of start establishing that core. And it all comes back to that pitching depth. In the rotation, I mean, and we'll get into this a little bit later, you would still then theoretically have Plesak, Savali, Cal Quantrill, and McKenzie. And then insert whomever, whether that be Pilkington, Battenfield, uh, Tobias um, Myers, uh, Eli Morgher. Yeah, Cody Morris. Um, There's a lot of guys that are ready this year. And then there's like two or three next year. And there's two or three in 24. And then there's like seven that I haven't even accounted for that will probably fill in somewhere between 2024,
1: 2025. Yeah, that, you know, the the funny thing is this. It's like, you know, you're talking about a guy who, Obviously, won the Cy Young in the in the COVID shortened season, Um, and over the past, which was what
0: eleven starts, uh, twelve starts, sorry, twelve starts, yeah, which is a pretty sizable sample to a third of the season, yeah, sub two
1: ERA, Um, yeah. If you look at no, if you look at Shane Bieber's stats for the last two seasons of it would be twenty three starts. He has a 3.33 ERA, a 3.19 FIP, um, and like a 125 ERA plus. Um, his strikeout numbers are down considerably this year, um, but we're you're still talking about a guy who's like putting together some pretty like solid stats. But
0: when I look at
1: the percentiles on his I mean, the ERA past,
0: plus is 125, yeah. And when I, so you that, know, when that, I look that, at it, it is above league ag, average by you know, 25% yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Which is nothing to sneeze at. And it's not easy to find that. Like, that's the other thing is you have so many teams that would take that and pay a pretty
0: handsome price but to get it. That doesn't scream. That doesn't scream like ace. That screams.
1: Yes, that's the thing. And, and the other thing that Hunter, that, you know, sorry. The, no, I'm going to say the other, well, the, the other thing that doesn't scream ace to me, and I know that this is not like, I know it's not end all be all because there have been plenty of pitchers throughout history that can do it without throwing overwhelming speed. But what concerns me is that this year his four seam fastball averages 90 miles an hour, just under 91 miles an hour. Last year it mm-hmm. averaged just under ninety three and in twenty twenty he averaged over ninety four miles an hour on his fastball the like thing is that he's not you know he doesn't throw his change up much anymore um the curveball and slider kind of go back and forth on the on the most used secondary pitch and then he's got a cutter that people are just like torching um this year and as opposed to his previous years where that thing was pretty effective. And so what concerns me is that now you've got like this kind of like bigger sample size of like concerning velocity for him. And if the fastball's not working the same if if you've got if you're losing two to four miles an hour on a fastball, all of a sudden the secondary pitches aren't going to be as effective, and he's not getting like the same spin that he might be on some of them for reasons you might be able to surmise. Um, I don't know if if it's, like, has he had, like, a shoulder thing longer than we know, and he wants to be more of a control location pitcher? Or, like, what's the deal here? Because the mystery is really strange and that nobody is talking about it and nobody wants to say anything or even, like, You know he's like, oh, I'm not worried about the velocity. If it's still that low in the summer, that's a problem. It's like, okay, well, now it's middle of May. You're not throwing that much harder, and well, you're getting a little more beat up. Like I think in that last game against the Twins, that they won in extra innings, he still gave up like seven hits and
0: had like three walks. So, um, I'll let me pull that up. But I do know that his fastball was up to like 91 and a half at average in that game. If he wants to, like you just said, be more of a pinpoint Greg Maddox type pitcher, I feel like he's got to at least live in that 92 to 93 mile an hour range. Well, especially as like a younger guy. He's 27
1: yeah. and it's like well where did your velocity go dude I mean I'm not like
0: I'm not mad about it it's not like the end of the world no. it's just but like I don't I don't think I, I don't think, think in today's game you can live in that 91-90 range not as an ace I, I, I like no. you no, no, he's, no, no. he's yeah. probably he's
1: probably going to have a very long and effective career but I don't think you can like expect to get paid ace money if You're going to live in that world. It just, that's just how it is. And in the Guardians' case, it's like there's a reason why they drafted 19 pitchers last year. And a guy like Gavin Williams, who's already moving up to double A at 22, is going to be here before you know it. And I was, it was, I was thinking like, too. In terms of, like, I was thinking about the trajectory of, like, the last sort of iteration of the core group of players that took them to the World Series in 2016. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: The players that were on, like, the 2013 and 2014 roster, like, from a starting rotation standpoint, illuminate to some extent, like, if you assume that this team's window is, like, let's say, like... This year is more of just sort of like let's just see what happens. But like you would think maybe like the next three years you would want to expect this team to start to contend. Like Certainly. based on like Jose 20, Ramirez's 20, age,
2: 24, 25, Yeah, twenty six. Like,
1: with a lot of the young players in Ramirez's age and like where they're kind of at, it's like you
2: should expect that yeah, they should probably contend.
1: For in the those four
2: years, yeah, you you'd want to anticipate two, maybe three playoff runs in those four years. Right. So let's, with our so division. think of it this way. So think of it this well, let's way. Even, You're
0: looking at- I'll even, I mean, based on contracts, let's even push it out to 27 too. So five years. That's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Everyone's I mean so that, young. And everyone's so young. I think a five-year window is pretty achievable. But okay, go on. So, that, so that's think of my it this only, way. And then we're splitting hairs there.
1: Truth be told. Here are the, here are the notable players from, let's go 2014. The Indians. Here's your starting rotation um, of guys who made like notable starts. So your rotation was Kluber, who was by that time your ace in 2014, made 34 starts. He became the ace that year. Um, the rest of your rotation uh, would shake out to be Trevor Bauer, Danny Salazar, Josh Tomlin, TJ House, Justin Masterson, uh, and then Carrasco made 14 starts when he was got kicked out of the rotation and came back. And then Zach McAllister made 15 starts as well that year. So even like two years before they went to the World Series, you still had a rotation that included the likes of like TJ House, Justin Masterson, and Zach McAllister. So like, yeah, Yeah. there were pieces of the World Series rotation or the team that would get you at least to the playoffs, like in Kluber, Bauer, and are even pitched – extensively in 2016 but you start to see like it's like the these five guys in rotation now are not going to be you're going to be lucky if like two to three of them are going to be on like what becomes maybe like an alcs team in like
0: three years i think what you're trying to say without saying it is pitching is fragile uh pitching is volatile um and you need depth 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 yeah and it's exactly as terry always says or tito is always saying when you have enough you go get more and that's what they've done in the draft you know i don't expect the draft philosophy to alter too much this year you know I, i think it's another shortened draft like 25 rounds I don't know if we'll ever get back up to, you know, the 45 or 49 rounds that it was just a few years ago. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that they're going to harp on pitching because, like you said, Steve, Gavin Williams is already about to hit double A, And he was drafted yeah. last June. And... Well, that's why they're starting
1: to draft some of these like college pitchers too, because they want guys that can like, like go flying up the
0: yeah,
2: they can go two levels in a season, yeah.
0: And Mm -hmm. you know what? Hey, and I hate to say it. Um. So I remember when Bauer came, one of the drive line executives, and I've and I've made comments about this before um you know said hey I think the future of pitching um he didn't say this but um it kind of looks like what Tampa's doing where Tampa's really only got you know three four starters and then they kind of piggyback some dudes and they kind of just mix and match guys wh- when where need be. I think that's kind of what you're seeing. Um. well that's like the Eli Morgan like you're starting to see that a lot this year uh,
1: and part of it is yeah. due to the extended spring training but I think a lot of teams are starting to like employ like that suddenly the long man in the bullpen isn't just to like mop up messes it's a guy who like comes in and gives you three four innings sometimes in the middle of a game when
0: yeah you know and a few years ago that would have been league. your number six starter you know, that would have been the guy doing the um I seventy seven, you know, tour between Columbus and and uh Yeah, and especially Cleveland. what
2: you're what you're saying when you look at postseason games. Now it's like get me to the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah. Give me 75, 80 pitches and with the extra playoff round, like having all that depth in the bullpen is that much more valuable because, you know, you're gonna theoretically want your ace to go you have that best of three series. You're gonna want your ace to go game one of the divisional if you get out of that best of three series, hopefully in two games, so you don't have to have a third pitcher go. And, you know, then you put a Bieber in, hey, give me four innings tonight. And then you go to your bullpen. So like it's obviously starting pitching is valuable, but it's valuable to have maybe uh, you you always want aces, but maybe it's, it's now more valuable to have four to six, maybe seven just good guys with a super strong bullpen as opposed to, you know, two to three top tier aces and just like a traditional bullpen with how postseason games go and and it's comp- it's way different i i wish it wasn't i love seeing the pedro martinez 115 seven innings eight innings like i i love seeing that i think it's really fun to see two pitchers just slug the hell out of each other uh but you know that's not what baseball does anymore
1: yeah and i mean it might go it's like maybe it'll go back to that to some extent i mean it it kind of goes back you know things waver back and forth an ebb and flow and like you might see a few more eight. You might see aces emerge here and there guys who can do that, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, even to get through a baseball season, you still need like six or seven starters. And like, would I want Shane Bieber to be a part of that? Yes. But the, we it's what's so interesting about him is that he ascended to like being one of the top three pitchers probably in baseball. And then just like now, now we're on like, and came then, back down to earth. Well, yeah. And it's like, before he got injured last year, he remember, he went on that run of like consecutive starts with 10 plus strikeouts or something like that. And it was like, yeah. like Oh yeah. Yeah. It yes. was an incredible way to start the season. And I don't, I'm not saying that. And a lot of all of it's due to like the shoulder because there were signs of it beforehand, but like, you I think the question is just like, well, who's the real Shane Bieber? Like what kind of pitcher are we talking about here? Because I'm fine with either one, clearly. It's just like I need to know how to properly like think about him because I, I couldn't tell you well at this point.
0: I think that segues into I think there's another question that you have to segue to to answer that question. And that is, what are my, my question that we can then circle back to with regards to Bieber is, what do you want from your rotation? I think right now you also have questions with Plesek and Savali, obviously. You mm-hmm. feel pretty good about Quantroll and McKenzie. So if you have... 40% of your rotation where you have question marks about, and then heck, you know, even Bieber. So let's say 60% you have questions about. I think you almost have to address the Plesac and Savali matters, and then you can reevaluate the Bieber, if that makes That's sense. That's a good point. Because I don't want to just give up on <clears throat> Bieber.
2: And then we still have this over here. Well, that's what we always said, Chris, was like, yeah, like when Savali was the front runner for the Cy Young last year yeah. before he got injured, we were like, I remember when that's Steve a, said, that was a great my program. dad keeps bringing this up to trade Bieber. And then we we're like, well, if you have Savali and act pitching like this, okay. Sure. Like, that's not a big deal at all. But then,
0: like who are those guys right now? Because you could ask the same question about that. Like which one of those two or of those two as well, like who's the real deal. And I think, you know what?
1: What were you going to say? You know what the weird thing though is like the thing that almost bites the guardians in the ass is that all three of those guys essentially kind of came up at the same time. So there's no way to really, there's no way to really stagger how they approach that because like, if you start to think all three of them may not necessarily be like locks for like <clears throat> the future, then you go, well, what does that do to our timeline here? Because we can't just then throw in like, be like, oh, here you go, Pilkington, uh, Gavin Williams, and let's just say Cody Morris next year uh get in there and start you know make, help us contend it's like well that that isn't necessarily the way to go about it either so they they're in a No weird pick, they're in a pickle I mean clearly this year is they're going to let it ride this year as long as they possibly can to try and just give because guys like Pleisak and Savali still don't have huge track records that's it, they're they're smaller than Beavers Beavers got a decent enough track record but like mm-hmm they're going to let it ride as long as they can, but like, you can't let these guys get hammered forever. At some point you've got to start to see it even out.
0: And I don't know. I mean, well, it's, and that's yeah, why it, I, I'm, I'm still on board with giving B where I think that three or $55 million deal I threw out there because that at least gives you one more year of him. It allows him to become a free agent, you know, for his age 30 season, right? This being his age yeah. 37. I'm sorry. So you'd have him through his age 30 season. So theoretically he could get another five, six year deal. It's, you know, $55 million over three years isn't anything to sneeze at, you know.
2: At this point, I would be shocked if he turned that down. Just so if he what pitchers are making, like, I know it's not, you know, $25 million a year, but those deals don't, they're not there that often. I mean, the Dodgers are like, I know they print money. But they also have to be like we just invested forty-five million dollars or whatever it was for a year of Trevor Bauer, and And it was going to be absolutely nothing. Yeah, it was going to be so much more. You know, like it's that I don't know. I'm I'm not going to say that era is over, but like there's going to be a a very small number of teams that are going to offer Shane Bieber anything over eighteen million dollars a year.
0: And if he can get at least one year over that. You know, heck, two years over that, really, you know, maybe he reconsiders. I think I think that's where I Jason Lloyd left it. Yeah. But um I think a team, though, would I but I
1: my argument, though, is that he's probably d- d- given still the stats that he has. They're still good enough that I don't that I think some team like like you like. Like the Angels, a team like that, um, Texas. The Angels might be after them like hardcore to try and acquire him like ASAP because you throw Shane Bieber into the mix on that team, and like all of a sudden you are like thinking World Series, and yeah, I that's think a yeah fun thing with him on there. I mean, his look, Bieber still has a career ERA of like three thirty two like and I know that that's not the yeah. end all be all stat but like the guy even with the downturn of in his velocity and like you know the more frequent hiccups here and there he's still like one of the best pitchers in baseball like maybe a top 25 pitcher you could say um
0: yeah he's so just like, probably on that that. I mean, he's probably on, uh, in in all honesty, on that. He could be a team's number one list, you know, number one pitcher, but heck, if you could slot him in at the number two spot, now you're really cooking with
1: something there. I'm thinking, you know, there are teams, you know, you like, like if, well, in terms of teams that would be willing to give him to overpay. Basically, teams that would be willing to overpay for his services. You've got like the likes of um I would I say do like the Angels, like you said. The Angels, the Red Sox, the Mariners, I would think that they would be considering something like that. Um I would say always, the Yankees I mean, are always the teams in play. AL
0: West. Except
2: for the A's. Except Ames. the Oakland A's.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, yeah. Um I mean, dude, the Giants are seemingly good at these reclamation oh, yeah. projects of veteran uh, pitchers these days. I-, I could see that being the case. So Baltimore. <laughs> if they will, we'll think of it this way in two years, if they're thinking that they might be willing or ready to like, possibly get into the playoff conversation, that's the type of guy that you look
0: at and go like,
1: yeah, we should, we need a veteran like this.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a three year, 90 million dollar deal exactly you know it's it's like uh you
1: can help the young guys we're we're on the cusp we've you know they're playing well now so you think where they might be in a couple of years with the prospects you start to think like there might be teams you know pitching is so this is why the guardians are so good at this is like and why they keep doing this with filling up their pipeline pitching's not easy to come by and Mm-mm. i think we got like really Like, uh, we, we got, you know, very lucky to see like what we did over the last five years of, of pitching in Cleveland, like getting like all time Mm -hmm. great rotations out of it. We got spoiled and now it's kind of like, we're scratching our heads, like what's going on here? And maybe they have to like rethink a couple guys, career trajectories. And now Bieber's a part of that conversation. But again, it's not a bad thing because like, it's like uh, if you're ever going to have a position in baseball where like you don't want to tie up too much money, it's like the pitching staff because sure. you've got a five-man rotation. You've got a bullpen to consider. It's not like one bat that you can put in your lineup every day to make a difference. So I think the way the Guardians approach it is smart because – and I think also they have they, – I think they're thinking like – possibly back to like when they got lucky on like that Justin Masterson deal that he turned down too, mm-hmm. back in the day when they tried to sign him to a similar type of deal and he turned it down and then his career just like went poof. So I like, Oh my God. Like the bullet that they dodged on that. Could you imagine like where they'd yeah. be at on being gun shy about free agents if they had whiffed on Masterson Swisher and Michael Bourne like all at the same time.
2: It would have been amazing, honestly, to be so good at evaluating talent, but so bad with their extensions or like with any kind of big free agent deals.
1: Yeah. Like how how could the pieces not like how can they get that so wrong on that other end?
0: But so I don't know. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, I do want to, you know, mention some of these other names. And I, I you know, want to explore the Plesek and Savali, you know, issues a little bit more, too. Gun to your head. Right now. And I think there's some other guys on the roster, too, that you would obviously package, um... Ahmed Rosario comes to mind as a man who's probably kind of not really got a, uh, a good spot on the diamond for him that you might be able to trade. Um, Obviously we have the glut of middle infielders that we need to trade to gun to your head. Do you trade? Because it really seems inevitable. Do you trade? All three of Bieber, Plesek, and Savali, do you trade? Two of those three, do you trade? One of those three, none? Because they all are on very similar timelines, like you said, Steve.
2: I I feel like Plesek's having a better year than Savali, so he's more tradable. But I think you saw a higher upside from Savali last season. And Bieber, I think maybe they hope they can still get some worked out. Mm -hmm. So I could see a a Med Rosario, please sack, combo. Okay, and then you hold on to Savali. Maybe he like has a, you know, it's still super early. Turns it around, has like a pretty solid season. You can extend him Mm -hmm. for pretty cheap at that point. And then you you have a, you know, a bunch of guys coming up. Espino can take one of those spots. And then if you can't work out a Bieber extension at some point, you trade him and the offseason, Cause you have two years of control left with him and you can get, you know, presumably a lot for him. Um, but I feel like please and Ahmed together would be, you could get probably a handful of pretty nice prospects. I would think so. And with
0: the right prospects, you know, yeah. the right mix of,
2: yeah, no, okay. Especially if Espino comes out like really strong, you get to the trade deadline and the Guardians might be out of it or too far back to like really make some noise. Then it's like, cool, let's see what that dude can do and bring him up and trade Plesak and Ahmed to a contender looking for a second or third pitcher.
1: Espino's probably still yeah. another year away from that conversation but like yeah i could see by the end of the like by the end of the year it's like gavin williams If he like blew through double a maybe he makes a start in september um but i doubt it uh but you've got guys like pilkington battenfield uh those cody morris is still hurt so you know i don't know about that but morgan Morgan can Morgan There's. is an interesting guy. Um, the thing about Savali even is that Logan Al- Logan Allen Logan T
0: Allen yeah Logan um, T Allen not S Allen he's gone. Speaking of Baltimore, that's true. Um, yes, yep. the
1: thing about Savali is that guy doesn't throw. I mean, he throws like twelve pitches, but doesn't really have the velocity. Um, he's he's a middle of the rotation guy okay, great, whatever, you just kind of... He'll probably just play out his, the string in Cleveland and you just see what happens because he'll give you innings and he'll run into some good starts. And, you know, maybe he'll have a good month, a really great month or two, um, and be very, very serviceable, and that's exactly what you need in a rotation. There's probably more upside to a guy like Zach Plesak. Um If a team came to but there's you with also a deal... A thing
0: more- downside though
1: too totally but if a team needed any sort of depth whatsoever in the rotation you could probably work it to get like see it's like you could maybe get a decent enough bat or a cup like a decent enough couple prospects but like is it enough to like because it's like in pitching it's always like yeah you've got all these prospects but like man You just don't know. You talked about how fragile pitching is. You know, Cody Morris just got hurt before the season. Um, There are a number of guys that. And he's been dinged up over the last couple seasons, too. There there are a couple guys in the system that have been that Joey Cantillo, who was like part of the. uh, Clevenger Clevenger deal, deal, who is a highly touted pitcher guy, can't stay healthy either. So, like, that's the good news with him is he's only 22. True. You just never know. So, you know, and sometimes these guys, uh, as much as you hate to see it, occasionally, just randomly, you have to go get Tommy John and you don't see him for a year and a half. So Mm -hmm. it's so fragile that a part of me gunned to my head right now says I'm not moving anybody because I still want to see where it plays out. And I would, but I would... Revisit the idea of potentially dealing Bieber in the offseason if like the right deal came along because I would be, I'd be, I'd feel like it would be even though he's your quote unquote ace, you'd have an easier time like filling his spot in the rotation with just like one, like if you just had to deal with one sort of gap and you still had like, Sure. Mackenzie Quantrill, Pleac Savali, and then all the young guys that are going to have another year and are going to be ready to come up. Because you yeah. would have to figure Gavin Williams makes his debut next year
0: sometime, and he might never leave the rotation um, after that. I mean, so, he's yeah. I mean, he's in Akron now. There's, like mid there's, next year, yeah. I definitely don't think. I don't think he. I don't think you see him this year. Um. Like you said, maybe a start. I don't even know if you see him for a start. I would almost say you see him a game or two out of the bullpen, maybe this year at most. So um, say, so say, let's just say but, for
1: sake of argument, say for the sake of argument, they they revisit the idea they trade Shane Bieber because they would have had they only have one year left of controls, so they trade him and they pick up a pretty significant, let's say outfield bat
0: in the off season. Um, well, they'll have two. whoever we trade them to in the, uh, this off season, we'll have two more. We'll so two, have more. so for two years, two So years. you're going to get,
1: uh, you're going to get some, a significant haul out of it. Yeah. Um, then you look at the idea and you go, dude, if we like Gavin Williams enough, he might open the season as your fifth starter next year. It's not out of the realm sure. of possibility. It's not. That crazy.
2: Um, that's very tasty to me.
1: That's a very so, tasty. So morsel.
0: basically, what I'm hearing from what I'm hearing from both of you too is you'd be okay with moving one of the one of those. I three. would be.
1: Here's what I'd be okay with. I'm okay with moving one of the three, but the only one I'm really like saying like if you're gonna do it, you got to go big is Bieber because I still think like Lisek and Savali offer the depth that you're looking for. Bieber is the interesting case in that you're. There's a good chance you're like (sighs) overpaying potentially, even with the arbitration figures. Like it, not that it's like the biggest deal because like you're not signing him long term,
0: but like. I mean, fifty-five million dollars. That I mean, just using that as the hypothetical baseline. That's that's a decent chunk of money to put into one player for three years.
2: It it is, yeah. For a guy that Especially I'm for like a suddenly, franchise,
1: yeah. I'm having some like questions, like yeah, I
0: he's he's and, still and, solid,
1: and, but
0: I I, I can't say I want to. dollars, for fifty five million dollars, you could probably extend Savali and a Josh Naylor type, you know, those are two guys that you could probably
2: go, Hey, you know, let's give you a- Oh, that's a fun exercise. Yeah. Do you, do you? Okay. So like you have, yeah. What do you, what would you rather? Yeah. What would you rather do?
1: Oh, that? I'm locking up. You I'm rather- locking up any and every, Position player, I possibly can at this point. Like, I
2: agree. Yeah, I, agree. I think I, I think, think we're that so there's good at evaluating pitching. That like, I and I'll admit I was incorrect when I said we had one of the top rotations in the AL. I, but that's not that. The historic, that wasn't crazy.
1: On, that wasn't crazy to say. It wasn't Cohen. a crazy it, it notion. It,
2: it seems crazy now, but and it could turn around. We're literally like 30 games into the season, 35 games into a season where there was a, a super shortened spring training and weather shitty in the beginning of the year. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we're finally getting around.
0: temperatures out of the fifties.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> i like, you know, it's, it's still super early and it could just be one of those funk years. Like we've seen that where all of a sudden Kluber is just like garbage. And then the next season, he's like a, a Cy Young finalist. And you're like, I don't understand baseball on any level. Sometimes. Cliff Lee Um, had that year too, you know. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what's so like remarkable. Where you want to people want to bash like a Clayton Kershaw, you know, because like he had all those struggles in the postseason, but then it's like dude had a good sub two ERA, like a majority of his like stint with the Dodgers, and that's just bonkers to think about the consistency Mm -hmm. year over year. And this year he's already like he's having an amazing season too. So it's it's just so hard to be so consistent. In today's game, uh, was starting pitching. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I'm with you, Steve. I, if we're going to spend any money, I'm locking up any and every position. I'm, I'm, I'm buying out Quan at the end of the season. I'm locking up Owen Miller and Naylor. And I am just like, we'll figure out pitching later.
0: Yeah. What about you, Chris? No, I'm, I'm, Definitely, I would explore a trade for obviously probably an outfield bat first um, or maybe even a catcher, but I don't want to give up more than one of those pitchers um, because like I believe both of you said it or said it in a roundabout way. Just having to fill one of those vacancies versus two or three, like I definitely would not trade three. Um, Steve and Fab's, you guys both said it in so many words. I really do see Clev- or Savali as a two or three kind of spot in the rotation. I think Quantrill could leapfrog him. I think McKenzie could leapfrog him. Um, Plesak and he are kind of on that same kind of level playing field currently, but you know, Please I think has a little bit higher upside, but I also think he has a bigger downside. Um Steve, I like the idea of what you said, and there's there's a lot of credence to it in the fact that you know, if you're going to go big, go big. And that stands to reason with Beaver. My concern is, is it too big? Right. So I would almost be, if I had to rate them as my comfort level of trading them, it would probably look more like, well, let me say comfort level of trading them from a standpoint of return on investment and then also having to backfill what they can provide to us in the rotation, I would say my number one would be Plesak. Like, I think he's easily replaceable with what's coming up with the system. Um, then I'd probably go Beaver, and then Savali. I just don't know if Savali gets you the kind of haul ultimately, but yeah,
1: I would be. I mean, look, I I'd, <clears throat> I'd probably be even of mind to say you might you might want to ride with Bieber up until that last season of Control, because yeah, because then you'll know for sure. It's like. Either you trade him and a team gets a full year out of it and you still get a pretty decent haul. And he's that would mean that he's had two more years of pitching well. Yep. Or, or, or he has regressed to the point where you might be able to have a conversation about him signing a decent uh, extension. Um, otherwise, I say forget it because the Guardians have so many prospects in the system that they can package something together to get like a bat if they needed it. So like I'm, I'm of mine then to say like, if you're not going to go big with Bieber, because I even, I waver on it because it's like guys like him, even at what he does now are hard to find. So it's like I might, you might, and you might as well keep, I know we've talked about the possibility of trading police in the past, I'm not opposed to it, but it's just like, you know, if you're suddenly springing all these leaks, a part of me is just like, maybe we just ride this out and just see, like, who can come out of the wreckage. Well... Because because then it's like, yeah, we're, it's just it's too on many... The flip,
0: on the flip side there, too, though, riding it out too far with some of those guys... Gives you, gives other teams more information and then lessens the trade value.
1: I mean, so what though? It's
0: like there's enough of a book on any of those three. Sure, on those three. um, But if you're hoping to get, if you're hoping that one of those three could be, I hate to say it. I'm not sure even packaging a police second and a Med Rosario. Well, that doesn't gets get you enough. Any no way. team ex- excited. I not think you also have <laughs> to, k- you know, kick in like a Gabriel Arias. And Arias is the centerpiece. And then you got these other two pieces that are like, hey, they're not bad pieces.
2: Right, but it's it's nothing that you're going to keep personally, like long term. So it's like we yeah. don't have to give up a prospect that we we don't fully know yet. So it's it's way less of a less of a risk. But I do what Steve was saying though. I agree, the value of a Bieber, you know, if once we get into like where we're hoping this is going to get us to, uh, with these young guys, you know, a meaningful playoff game. Mm-hmm. I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable going out there in a, like, serious deciding game with Bieber on the mound, knowing, like, okay, cool, like, if he brings his stuff, like, we have a good chance to win this game, as opposed to, you know, a Savali or a McKenzie, um, and where I'm like, if I can just get three innings, like, Bieber, if he has his stuff, I can get five, maybe six innings from him. Yeah. Um, so there is the value of having that traditional ace, um but yeah, I know you guys have kind of talked me into just just seeing being patient with it and seeing – because even like one year of Bieber, if he continues to pitch well, is going to be valuable to some team if you, if you want to trade him. But that also tells you – that's two years from now. That tells you, okay, then these young guys aren't pay, panning out where we wanted them to and we're not in contention mode.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got t- – Savali and Plesek offer you a bridge – which certainly has its value. And, and you do have the luxury of control with Bieber to where like, okay, great. An extension's not in the cards, whatever. We still have years of control and that get, that gives us more time to understand what do we have in the system? Do we have a viable replacement to where we could trade him? Do, do we offer up this sort of deal that Chris has talked about? The, the, good thing is time is on the Guardian side here. They they don't have to do anything. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's really, really well, frustrating.
0: But that, they, yes that they've and struggled. No. I mean, it is, though. Yes because- and no with that. But they're going to start having those Rule 5 guys coming up, too. Now, some of those guys that we've been throwing out there are so young that they won't hit the criteria, they'll they'll hopefully be on the big league roster before but for devil's advocate purposes you know guys like Cody Morris and Carlos Vargas are already bubble guys that I'm not expecting a whole lot from but heck, actually even this year, Pilkington and, and Battenfield um were rule five and and uh Myers from Tampa, who we got was rule 5 mm-hmm. So they yeah. yes, they do time is on our side, but time is also not on our side in the in the uh, notion that we kind of have to get a look at some of these guys at the big league level. Yeah, but I don't know, if um,
1: it, but is that worth parting with Shane Bieber too early in the process and like no, and
0: I think that's why again, I'm more comfortable with a fleece sack I mean, Trading look, a you a fleece sack yeah totally type. i mean if but again if like you we said he's not going to get you the same level
1: of return basically at that point basically at that point what you're saying that i because i get what you're saying is you're just being like well we have to make sure we have to create a spot like, yeah that at that point it's just like we're not really looking to get anything we're just looking to create space for a young guy that we don't want to lose um right yeah so like that that's all. It's that a balance.
0: Means. It's definitely a balancing act. Yeah. Um. No. I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's look, a very it's, complicated matter. It's, it's unfortunately yeah, there's they, no. Guardians are in a pickle, man. Clear. They're they're they're
1: gonna have to do something with a few of these guys because they have a whole other round of Rule Five eligible players this upcoming offseason. So like, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, for them, I mean, like, I've already like, started
0: seeing people amassing those lists, and it's still you look at the list and you're like, dang, like there's guys on this list that I know are ballplayers that aren't even cranking our top 30 prospect list. Like, that's yeah. how deep the system is. Like, our top 30, heck, our top probably 40 prospects are better than some teams top 30. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, don't it, need to name teams, but don't think too long and hard about it. Just look at the bottom of the standings in most instances. Yeah, it's uh it's exciting for the future of the
1: team, but I mean, look, it's uh it would be it would behoove them to move more minor league guys than it would guys up in the on the team now just certainly because you always would certainly. rather take you'd always rather take the sure thing yeah the sure thing it's like I know we've talked about a number of guys that we like it's just like look you know G- G- Gabriel Arias is one where it's like you know would he would he be better would he be that much better than like an Andre Semenes I don't know uh, hard to say. I mean, it that's that's a d- very difficult Jimenez decision. Jimenez took a good
2: time to start playing out of his ass. Start raking,
1: yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know. And he took a big development leap, and that's because he got playing time. So that's another thing yeah. like, too. Is like, where's Gabriel? where's a guy? I mean, I we'll talk about that another day. But like, it's just yeah, it, it's it's a pickle. Um, that. It's a good
2: pickle at least
1: though. I yeah. mean it's a good pickle to have to to have to uh, crunch on, but uh tasty you know.
2: crunchy pickle. <clears throat> Ooh, baby.
1: Um so yeah, if we're so into that where, sort of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah.
0: I don't care for pickles. Dude. Oh, or cucumbers. You're sick. I don't I'm just oh I, oh, oh, I love, oh. I love ending the good episode on a bad
2: belly take. pickle.
0: <laughs> okay, oh well then, let's circle back to something a little more uh, better. we can't we can't end there. Um yeah, no, no culinary, no culinary endings to these episodes. No, um, um, but no. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely guys that you know you want to see. You don't want to, uh, you know it's it's an easier pill to swallow. Certainly, letting a, um. Corey Kluber go maybe a year early or a Jason Kipnis or a uh, Carlos Santana type guy going a year early or even two years early than trading away a 27-year-old, you know, ace or Right. you know, number two type starter. And because that's what you'd be doing, trading away any one of those three. I mean, you're literally giving up a 27-year-old pitcher in all three of those guys' cases. Um, and obviously, Beaver is, you know, more ace material, but, you know... um, I, I, I just keep coming back to the notion that they're almost going to have to. I guess. Yeah. But that's just me.
1: Yeah. Uh big decisions loom, I would say. So it it hopefully I'll say this as we kind of close it out. It hopefully becomes a more clear picture soon good or bad yeah like that's all you're looking for is like just you need an answer of some kind with, with how things are kind of shaking out so like whether it's like good in the sense that Bieber is pitching so well that you want to ride it out longer or a guy like Savali just unfortunately Loses a spot rotation, yeah. Yeah, It's like it happens, you know. Plenty of guys have pitched well for like two to three seasons, and that's it. It's you know you hope that's not the case here, but like it is what it is. Um, So I don't know. Um, We'll 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 see, but it will be very intriguing. Um, Bieber is making things a far more interesting conversation these days, uh, good or bad, depending on how you want to view it.
0: So we'll uh Shane, if you're listening to this, just please please entertain the deal that I have thrown out there. Um get on
2: that Nelson Cruz PED diet, baby.
1: Yeah, find that find a way to get that spider tack. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> get, the, get that sticky stuff back on that ball. If I get, I'm sure you can find a way around the umpires.
0: I'm up your hands. sure there's also a relief pitcher in the organization who would be happy about that too. Oh my god, yes, uh, yes. Wildman so, will be back, baby. Yeah,
1: let's go. All right, uh, that wraps up uh, a little Shane Bieber discussion. We will probably revisit this later, um, but at the in the meantime, be sure to uh, I don't know, let us know what you think uh, and follow us on social uh, at Calpino Pod and catch uh, you guys later.